Standby. Hello, this is Penn Jillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the lackadaisical Librocubicularist podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I would potentially enjoy it. A ringing endorsement. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello. Welcome to the LibroCube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the lackadaisical LibroCuberGalist. Let me start off by saying that I feel a little rusty for the reason that, from my perspective, I haven't podcasted in a couple of weeks. From your perspective, uh, it's the status quo. Um, But uh, I just decided I had lots of shit on the go. Uh, It was a good time to... Uh, take a bit of a break. Um, I, as you are no doubt aware, uh, every 10 episodes I take two weeks off of uh, uh, sending out episodes, of posting episodes, but during those two weeks I'm usually still recording, uh, which meant that I'm still, even at this juncture, uh, a fair fair amount, um, uh, I, I have episodes in the can, as they say. So, uh, you know, I, I just thought, why not take a break? You never really have, uh, you're way ahead of podcasting. So like I would talk about things that from my perspective have just happened. Whereas from yours, it was like a month and change ago. So I decided, uh, to do that. Uh, the other thing is I have episode 400 coming up soon. So I had a lot to do around that as far as preparation, uh, another thing I'm trying out is uh, moving the microphone closer to my face, as they say, is a very important thing to do. Uh, I had never paid much attention to that. Uh, this is sort of the first episode I'm trying it. Uh, so, I don't know. Uh, the levels look too big to me. I'll tell you what. In an effort, failed though it will likely be, to get some audience participation, I will say... Uh, if you've listened to any episodes other than this one uh, and are now listening to this one, let me know which audio you prefer. This being microphone mm-hmm, closer to my face or let me see if I can approximate. It would usually be about there. That would be sort of closer to the normal where I normally have it. Hmm. Anyways, uh, I'm going to push a button that will get us started. Like, uh, see, it's too much. I I could tell just by looking at it. Okay, so uh, I'm going to go back to the old way. Give me a second. Put this here. Put this here. Sit back. Keyboard on lap. Okay, so that's better. It it looks better. I think it's going to sound better. I think it was just too loud. Um, my setup is in a big comfy chair with a coffee table in front of me. On the coffee table, I have the box set of the television program 24. On that box, I have my microphone. So it's at level with my mouth. It's just not, it's, oh, you know what, do I have a tape measure here? It's, uh, probably two feet from my mouth, give or take. 
whereas a, a second ago it was less than a foot or maybe about a foot from my face this is all really really boring um why am i saying any of this i don't know i have no idea obviously a little rusty which is to be expected um what else the uh, spoiler warning just in case yeah that's something i say right Oh boy, this is going to be a rough one. Strap on, strap in, strap on, did I say? Chill dose. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rough you some things. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Nurse Shark. Half nurse, half shark. All bedside manner. Nurse Shark. Movie the first, Resident Evil Retribution. If you are following along, and I goddamn well hope that you are, you will know that I am watching a Resident Evil movie a week for something like eight or nine weeks. It's a lot of them. Uh, next one will be an animated one. Next two, I do believe, will be animated ones, and then we'll get into the newest one uh, that was sort of just released. Uh, okay, so, I, um, yeah, had I seen... I, I think we've reached the point now in the series where uh, I haven't seen them uh, going forward. I, I've never seen the animated ones, I don't think, uh, and I hadn't seen this one. So that's sort of exciting. <clears throat> What is exciting as well uh, of these movies is a sort of uh, Fast and Furious-esque, that sort of idea of uh, a movie franchise that gets crazier as you progress through the movies. Uh, this one definitely, I think, does that. Although, has it reached its sort of pinnacle of craziest? No, no, no. There's like fights in the Antarctic and... Uh, Alice fights alongside a resistance movement to regain her freedom from an Umbrella Corporation testing facility. And then there's like a bunch of Alice's cloning, as you do. And it is pretty, pretty, pretty crazy. There's a... Uh, um, yeah, I, I don't even remember. Another thing I should mention at this point is that uh, some of these movies I watched a while ago and just haven't talked about yet because of the aforementioned podcast taking a break. Movies like The Edge of Seventeen. Uh, this is kind of funny because both the missus and I, uh, independently of one another, sort of decided we wanted to watch this movie and then sort of came to each other with the idea of watching it. So I don't know if that's ever happened before. Uh, anyways, um, high school life gets even more unbearable for Nadine when her best friend Krista starts dating her older brother. Uh, very much falls into the dark comedy uh, milieu, sure, genre, sure, uh, which probably, for my bang, for my buck, is my favorite genre, genre. Uh, yeah, dark comedies, I, I could probably sit 
if I was forced to pick a genre and watch nothing but that, I probably would go dark comedies just because they got a little bit of everything. Uh, this one, oh shit, I didn't get a, give a rate. God, I'm rusty. Didn't give a rating of uh, the Resident Evil. Uh, call me Rusty Shackleford on this one, right? <laughs> right. Uh, uh, gonna give a rating for the Resident Evil one of four. Uh, this one, Edge of Seventeen, gonna give a rating of five out of five. Really like the girl in it. Had uh, Woody Harrelson. Uh, like the people. Good movie and such. Oh my God, Rusty Shackleford. <clears throat> you, you can can you hear the 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 in my voice? Well, I feel like I'm losing my voice or something. I, I really cannot take this sort of break ever again. And you have my vow that I will not, unless I feel like it. Uh, next we have The Shallows. Oh, a killer shark movie. A uh, very sort of Jaws reminiscence, a little bit. Uh, something they cool they did of this. I, probably tell from the imda uh, a mere 200 yards from shore surfer nancy is attacked by a great white shark uh, with her short journey to safety becoming the ultimate contest of wills uh yeah so that was the cool part of this movie is she was so close to shore and yet so far uh this is a sort of quintessential um, uh, example of a movie where you think, how would I get out of this situation? That's what this movie does incredibly well. What would I do if this happened to me? Um, and also one of those movies that all sort of takes place in one spot. Like, she's basically, this is a, uh, one hour and 26 minute movie in which she spends one hour plus, uh, just on a rock. <laughs> which sounds boring, but it was very, very good. Uh, uh, Rating-wise, I'll go with Solid 3, um, which, if you are unfamiliar with my rating system, which I probably am as well, since I haven't done this in a while, shit, uh, means that I enjoyed while watching, but probably wouldn't watch again. Uh, next, we have Justice League Dark. This is a Justice League animated film. Uh, which I, I've never watched one that I haven't enjoyed, uh, this one included. Uh, beings with supernatural powers joined together to fight against supernatural villains. Uh, duh. Uh, this focused a lot on Doctor Strange and magic, uh, but also had Batman. So that was actually, <laughs> that's something I liked of this. Uh, Batman and magic sort of don't mix well together. And he, you could tell he sort of didn't care for the whole magic shit. Uh, so it was kind of humorous to see that. Uh, I love uh, when superhero stuff gets mixed with the magic stuff. Um, as I think we'll talk about later, if I do recall. Hmm. Uh, so rating-wise, uh, I'd go a solid four, maybe even five out of five. Yeah, really, uh, really enjoyed this one. Uh, lastly, we have Into the Inferno. Uh, this is another Werner Herzog doc, which I seem to be watching a lot of lately. Uh, as you heard, the timer said I shouldn't even be talking about this, so I won't, other than to say... Uh, three to five. Uh, it didn't pull me in too much. Sure. <coughs> I 
Today's television talk sponsor is Mike Smith Bath Bombs. Thank you for that sponsorship. Uh, okay, so I'm uh, going to be talking Trailer Park Boys. Uh-huh. Out of the park? Oh. Now, the reason I uh, say it like that is because the Trailer Park Boys are a group of uh, three dudes who live in a trailer park and have various high jinks and low jinks in said trailer park. So, as the title indicates, they are out of the park, which means um, you're taking one of the funniest parts of the show out of the show which is not a good idea and doesn't work too well um just consider the fact that trailer park boys out of the park has no jim Leahy. just as an example of some of the things that you will miss and be unhappy about uh, uh so how many the missus and i watched um some of it four five six seven eight okay so there's eight episodes i think by episode four three or four uh the missus said no i don't like it and i'm not going to watch anymore which was shocking to me because she is probably even a bigger trailer park boys fan than i am uh i did continue on <laughs> because as you are uh, possibly familiar with my watching of things uh, I don't like starting and then stopping halfway through be it movie or television show I, I have to really not like it and despite what I've said so far I didn't hate this it just was not nearly as good as the trailer park boys so if proper let's call it so if normal trailer park boys gets a five out of five and it does in fact i'm fairly certain i've given it five out of five on this very podcast uh then this gets closer to a three maybe even some two maybe some four moments where i laugh really hard but uh but overall i think three which is as mentioned enjoyed while watching but wouldn't watch again okay so uh where specifically were they quote-unquote, out of the park. Europe. Oh, well, that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> basically, uh, the three dudes, somehow, some way, uh, got roped into doing a tour of Europe on, like, a tour bus. I didn't really understand the mechanics of this whole thing. And the tour manager was a dick who forced them to do things in order to make money uh instead of paying them for this tour they were on now uh, one of the sort of cool behind the scenes things is i remember i was listening to the trailer park boys podcast uh and it must have been during the filming of this because they were uh, in like copenhagen oslo stockholm helsinki amsterdam of course um they did oh they did two parts in amsterdam uh yeah yeah so this actually happened this tour so they sort of combined the podcast with this filming with the actual physical tour so it was all sort of rolled together into one thing uh one of the other sort of knocks against this uh is the fact that they had uh, just very very obvious green screen shots uh, i think what potentially happened is they sort of got back to canada 
uh, and realize what they had filmed didn't necessarily make sense. So then they would just sort of blatantly, obviously, have shots of the guys in front of green screens doing, like, fake interviews. Um, it, it sort of took me out of it. It took me out of a thing that is already unbelievable, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I feel bad saying anything about these guys because they're Canadian, which I am, and uh, they've given me hundreds of hours of entertainment, this included to some degree. It's just, uh, they could just be called boys. Yeah, they should call this boys out of the park, right? Or you could take the trailer park out of the boys, but don't take the boys out of the trailer park. Today's book banter sponsor is rather a double movie monologue sponsor. The Ancient One, Dark Dimension Facial Rejuvenation. Yes, you heard it here. Double movie monologue. Uh, over the course of my podcast hiatus, I mean, from myself, that is, uh, I, that doesn't mean I'm not going to still watch movies, so this is two weeks worth of movies jammed into one podcast because I have to talk about them to get them out of my brain. Movie the first, Doctor Strange. Yes, as the aforementioned superhero movie mixed with magic movie, liking of, there's this. <laughs> uh, Rating-wise, I don't know if I can give it a five... I probably could give it a 5, maybe a 4 though. Okay, how about this? I'll give it a 5, but I had to think about it. Convoluted rating. See, that I still remember how to do. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with Doctor Strange, <laughs> one thing I like, uh, the missus and I watch this together, I should mention. Um, sort of surprised she agreed to watch it. And I almost wish this didn't happen. She didn't know, like she knew it was a superhero movie, but she didn't know that Doctor Strange had anything to do with magic. Like she thought it was just, you know, he's got superpowers. That's uh, that's what the movie's about. So I kind of wish I didn't tell her beforehand that he was like a like a magician, I guess, whatever you would call it, a magic user. Uh, and then to see the look on her face, like what the fuck is going on here? Uh, that would have begun. There was still some what the fuck is going on here moments, I suppose. Just because you've got magic and time manipulation, uh, which I should mention at that this point, that point, this point, uh, that's one of my favorite things. And, and anytime you have uh, any form of media, just period, uh, when there's time travel, uh, time manipulation, uh, wibbly wobbly bits, as Doctor Who might say, uh, I love it. it. Sometimes it can be hard to sort of wrap your head around those ideas. Uh, this does a, a fine job of, uh, it doesn't, it, it, it's not making it too crazy like, uh, I don't know. What's a good example of a time travely thing where you really have to concentrate and sort of wrap your head around strange paradoxes and such? Uh, there's things out there. I'm sure I can't think of anything off the top of my head. This isn't one of those. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, he's very good. 
who else did I like in it? Uh, the bad guy, Mads Mikkelsen. He's just a scary dude in general. Uh, the whole Tilda Swinton thing. Yeah, whitewashing. She she did a fine job. She's like weird enough that putting her in this role doesn't uh, throw me off too much. That being said, I, I had never read the comic book, so I wasn't tied to having Agent One be Asian. Although uh, that does make sense. You know who'd be good? Uh, James Hong. Whenever I hear the Ancient One and it's Asian. Uh, having met Mr. James Hong, uh, that sort of uh, sticks out of my head as a good choice. Uh, so that's that movie. Moving on to Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. Uh, this one wasn't very good. Yeah. Uh, I had some laughs, but overall rating I'd probably go like two and a half. Uh, kind of a shame because I like Adam Devine. He he was very funny in it. He, even Zac Efron, he's fine. Anna Kendrick, sure. Aubrey Plaza. Like, I like most of the people in this movie. It was just kind of bleh. Not a lot of uh, big laughs. If you're unfamiliar, uh, two guys are forced to bring dates to a wedding for some reason. <sighs> Next we have Band of Robbers. Uh, this a little darkish comedy as well, which is probably why I enjoyed it. Uh, rating-wise, I'll go four. Uh, Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn are grown men, still searching for the hidden treasure that has eluded them since childhood. Uh, yeah, uh, that's a strange description of this movie, because I remember I got to the end of the movie... And they mentioned that whole Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn idea. And that was at the end. And I hadn't clued in over the course of the entire movie that that was supposed to be a thing. Um, that really has nothing to do with the movie at all. It takes place in modern times. Uh, features a guy who's a cop. A guy who was a robber. Uh, and they're trying to pull this heist slash national treasure f fucking goonies... Uh, trying to find treasure thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it was very funny. Uh, they're quite often very dumb. Uh, the day before that they're supposed to do this heist, uh, a lot of them get so wasted that the day of they're hungover. Uh, some of them forgot what the plan was. <laughs> one guy, uh, Hannibal Burris, <laughs> that was one of the funniest points. <laughs> Uh, Hannibal, Bur Hannibal Burris was supposed to pretend to be a hostage, um, but <laughs> he shows up and he's got a mask on for some reason, so he kind of uh, screwed up a little bit there. Rating-wise, I'll go uh, four. I think I already said that, but as I mentioned, I'm Rusty Shackleford. Um, movie the uh, numbered uh, Enter the Battlefield colon Life on the Magic the Gathering Pro Tour wow that's quite a title uh, so this is all about Magic the Gathering and folks who play it professionally and have made money doing so uh, winning tournaments, I guess would be the way. Uh, Magic the Gathering, uh, I've played never the actual card game. Uh, they did have something once for, uh, I think it was PlayStation 3, 
where you could play it on that. And uh, I tried it. It was fine. Uh, as often happens with card battle games can be a little convoluted and uh, you're only good at it if you play it all the time like these folks. Uh, but I but I do enjoy enjoy card battle games. Uh, just this never one. This one never sort of pulled me in. Um, that being said, because of my sort of interest in it from the outside looking in, uh, I thought this would be a good movie. And <laughs> excuse me, it was a good movie. Rating wise, I'll go. Uh, three to four. Uh, it's got some interesting characters. Um, anything like this where it's like a, a, a nerdy thing in which uh, hundreds of thousands... Hundreds of thousands? Yeah, probably could say that. If not, maybe even millions. Hey, why not? Uh, people play it and get very, very serious about it. Uh, I enjoy looking at that, seeing the sort of behind-the-scenes... Uh, stuff. Uh, lastly, but not leastly, Tombstone. Yes, uh, just recently, geez, has it been a week? Probably been about a week, which will give you a little behind the scenes, uh, peak. Bill Paxton passed away. Uh, probably potentially throw in some other of his movies, but, uh, this one particular jumped out at me just because I remembered how much I loved it, combined with the fact that I can't, I couldn't remember the last time I saw it. So, uh, if you've never seen Tombstone, uh, do yourself a favor. Uh, now the reason I watched it was because of Bill Paxton, but, uh, I, I didn't realize he didn't have a very large role in this. Uh, this is definitely a Kurt Russell movie. That being said, I fucking love Kurt Russell, and he is so great and crazy in this movie. Uh, yeah, one of his best movies, I, I would say. So, uh, highly, highly recommend it. Easy for me to give it a 5 out of 5. Still holds up well. Uh, it is a little crazy. Uh, he, <laughs> Kurt Russell in this, a little over the top, but I like an over the top Kurt Russell. And, uh, Bill Paxton, rest in peace, uh, spoiler in life and spoiler in the movie as well. Okay, moving on. Today's Game Gavin sponsor is HAL8999. Okay, so this Game Gavin, a little different. Uh, not necessarily game-focused so much as hardware-focused. Uh, and this is the other reason that I had been uh, taking a bit of a break from podcasting on my end. Uh, and that was because I have uh, upgraded my uh, uh, PC. Or personal computer if you prefer uh, so that took some time and uh, sort of took me away and, and put me in a different mind frame and uh, moved my focus for a, a weekend and change um, uh, what I've decided to do is give you my PC specs just for those who know can sort of tell that I got I got a pretty good PC on the go uh, what I did was was it a year or so? Maybe two years now. Maybe even three. Anyways, I bought a, a Dell PC a while back. 
it, it was good with the exception of the uh, video card, which was not very good. Uh, it had done me for a couple years. Uh, I knew when I bought the PC that that would be the first thing I would have to change. Uh, and I was correct. Uh, I came to games where, uh, not necessarily that I couldn't play them on good settings, but, uh, I finally hit a game, uh, Doom, which we'll be talking about, I think, next week, um, where my, uh, my video card wouldn't play it at all. So I said, you know what? Now's the time. Uh, and then, uh, Christmas and my birthday came and I asked everyone just for Amazon gift cards and uh, I saved up and uh, bought myself a uh, GTX 1060 6 gigabyte for the win gaming edition uh, video card and let me tell you this baby fucking pretty goddamn awesome uh, first of all the size comparison to the one that I took out uh, it was pretty hilarious. Uh, it, it was maybe a quarter of the size, the one I took out compared to the new one. Uh, it took a lot of research, uh, and even despite my research, knowing, at least from what I saw online, that it would fit in the, uh, in, in the case, uh, it was pretty goddamn close, I'll tell you. Uh, that being said, uh, for someone who I've done certain things like this before, it went relatively uh, smoothly. Uh, at the same time, I also installed a new uh, hard drive because mine were getting pretty full. So uh, it's a Dell XPS 8700 uh, running Windows 8.1, uh, 16 gigs of uh, DDR3 SD RAM. Uh, it's got a 32 gig solid state drive, which I believe that just has the operating system on it. Uh, it came with a two terabyte hard drive. Uh, when I first bought it, uh, I added, was that when I first bought it? No, I, I think maybe a year or some months. No, no, it was at the same time. Yeah, it was at the same time. So when I did first buy it, uh, I added a three terabyte hard drive and just now when I added the uh, video card I also added a four terabyte hard drive so I uh, should have some <laughs> room for some time to come I hope uh, it's got an Intel i7 4790 uh, uh, chip as well so that, that's basically it uh on uh can you run it it's in the 94th percentile which is something that makes me happy stupidly so but uh because i use this every day use it for gaming use it for movies use it for pornography i mean uh, uh podcasting just use it for making videos I, I use it for everything it's a huge part of my life so uh, spending a little money despite having to save up, uh, I felt like it was worth it, and uh, I gotta say, Doom played on Ultra Settings looks pretty, pretty good, which we will talk about next week, I hope, or maybe the week after, actually. Can't remember.
Today's internet intercourse sponsor is Fox River Mill. Okay, item the first, we have uh, a podcast. Yes, Nerdus. Oh, wait, isn't that with Chris Hardrick? Yes. I uh, felt like I hadn't brought it back in a while, so when, uh, I think in the same week, or within a week of each other, uh, Nerdist Podcast with host Chris Hardwick, and uh, the WTF Podcast with host Mark Marin had on, uh, respectively, Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy, I decided I'll bring them both back. Because they are awesome. Yes, two Canadian folk... Uh, two SCTV alums, two uh, now on the television programs Shits Creek Peoples, a uh, little slice of podcasty goodness as you do. Uh, and I had never heard sort of a long form interview with either of them, so this was a delight for that reason alone. Uh, both sort of fascinating people with fascinating stories. And did I mention Canadian? Uh huh. Uh, something it might have been smart for me to do, oh no, eh, whatever, was to combine this with uh, Shit's Creek, the television show, which the missus and I are currently watching. Uh, we usually save it for the weekends, though, so it's taken us a little while. It's on uh, Netflix here in Canada. Uh, I just saw it's been renewed for a fourth season, which is exciting, because it is a really, really good show. Um... Uh, Eugene Levy and Son, and it sounds like his son has even the more of a creative control or more in charge, for lack of a better term, of the show. So uh, that that's kind of cool. Uh, next, we have an oh yeah, a new podcast added to my repertoire. It's called Dumb People Town. It stars if. That can be said of a podcast. Jason Sklar and Randy Sklar. I think it's usually the other way. Randy and Jason. Jason and Randy. Yeah, I'd go Randy and Jason. I uh, love the Sklar brothers. Uh, my only gripe of them in the past was the fact that I love them, and they did a podcast, but their podcast was all about sports, which I do not love or have any care for whatsoever. So... But even with that, I listened to their podcast quite a few times. It's just the sports thing, guys. Uh, I, I couldn't do it. So, when they uh, were on, I forget which podcast, talking about this, as you do in the podcast world, you go on other people's podcasts to talk about your podcast, 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 uh, I, I, I knew I'd had to jump on it. What they do is with co-hosts... Uh, guy i don't know his name and i didn't write it down uh daniel van kirk yeah i think so uh he'll bring back some uh, dumb stories not dumb stories uh stories from the the current events that sort of thing featuring dumb people so quite often uh people from florida <laughs> which i think is a joke that they made yeah, so a uh, man uh, arrested for uh, putting a 30-pound turkey down his pants. Something of that nature. I did, I will admit, just make that up. But uh, that, that sort of idea. They've had on Nick Thune, Ryan Sickler, Scott Rogowski, Matt Bronger, Karen Kilgariff, Adam Carolla, John Hamm, uh, and many more. 
and uh, so far so good. Uh, they are about 10-ish episodes in. Uh, in fact, I think one just came out today, so I'm going to listen to it tomorrow. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm digging it. Recommends. Dumb People Town. Thank you, Sklar Brothers. Uh, next we have Vsauce 3 Time with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, well, we've already sort of hit on this a little bit, my love of all things time. Uh, and this gets into it from both a... It, you know what? It sort of comes at it from a fictional standpoint and then moves into more of a factual standpoint. So we'll take something like... Uh, the time travel of uh, the Terminator movies, and then use that to base uh, talks of the fact of time travel on, that, that sort of idea. So I really, really love that. Anything with Neil deGrasse Tyson, you can't go wrong, really. Uh, next, can't go wrong, is uh, HeadGum's YouTube page. HeadGum? which is a podcast network, I suppose you would call it, uh, featuring Jake Hurwitz and Amir Blumenfeld, who you may know, and I hope you do, as Jake and Amir. Uh, Jake and Amir, who I've spoken of on this podcast since the beginning, um, they've sort of moved more into the podcast world. Uh, they mentioned the other day on their podcast, oh, I feel like I'm saying podcast a lot, uh, that they were posting things on YouTube, which I did not know. So I went over there, subscribed, and I gotta say, the videos they post have a very, very strong, and this should not be a surprise, really, a uh, strong feel of the old Jake and Amir videos of uh, College Humor days. So, uh, needless to say, fucking awesome, laughing out loud, even. Uh, last but not least is uh, Pardcastathon just happened, uh, that is Jimmy Pardo, uh, and you should look into this, even though it has already passed. Uh, he will, once a year, uh, have a super long podcast, uh, a telethon, but in podcast form, in which he will raise money for Smile Train. Uh, Smile Train is a uh, charity that helps people, uh, children in developing countries, uh, have surgery for cleft palates and, and things of that nature. So a uh, good cause, literally, literally putting smiles on kids' faces. So, hey, you, you can't argue with that. Anyways, uh, so very, very 12-hour-long podcast, lots of laughs, great guests. Uh, but something that sort of jumped out at me and shocked me, uh, in a good way, was uh, a man by the name of Vance Gilbert. Uh, he is a musical person, <laughs> singer-songwriter, I guess would probably be the term. And something about, uh, like he played two or three songs on uh, Podcastathon, and something about his music just spoke to me in such a way that I have never, I don't know if I could say I have never, but... It's been a very, very long time since uh, listening to music has struck such an emotional chord as Vance Gilbert's did uh, in on his appearance on Pardcastathon. Uh, yeah, it just blew my mind away, like, uh, listening to it while driving and, and literal just, like, tears of, I don't know what emotion coming out of my eyes while driving, so... Uh, thank you, Vance Gilbert. Needless to say, I will uh, be searching out your music. Uh, and that, my friends, will end this.
podcast with me saying, as I do at the end of every episode, that it is nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. But. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email. Jordan.Maywood at gmail.com I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper